You're tuned in to Muscle Car Radio. Welcome to episode two of Muscle Car Radio. I'm your host, Harry Christian. I've got Steve with me. I've got Bobby today. How are you, boys? We're great, thanks, Harry. How are you? Yeah, really well. We've got an action-packed show today, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, Phil Harrison. He's going to cover off on the Australian Muscle Car Masters. That's coming up this weekend. That's the 29th and 30th. Uh, the weekend, it's going to be action-packed. They've got car shows out there, all sorts of stuff. They've got the NC, uh, you know, historic racing. All, it's all happening. We're going to be talking to Brad Tilly. He's one of the racers, and he's going to have his hot Mustang out there. I think he's got a GT Falcon as well. We're going to talk to him about that. We're also going to talk to a very interesting guy, um, Glenn Jennings. I don't know if you boys know Glenn Jennings. He runs a place up Newcastle Way called Lost in the 50s yeah. Museum. Ever been up there? Yeah, I've been there. It's a good, <sighs> it's a good place. But it, it's out of control. You want to see the cars he's got yeah. out there. Talk about the jet age. Some amazing, amazing cars. A fantastic collection. And he's always improving it. Glenn's one of these guys, you know, picks them off, buys and sells them and does his bit. But uh, we'll be talking to him. It's a really, really, really action-packed show. But um, before we get into that, I want to talk to you guys about the Nationals, the Monaro Nationals, which took place last weekend, right? Yeah, it was out at Penrith, the Penrith uh, Paceway. They had um, reasonable numbers, uh, good quality cars. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there was some cars I hadn't seen before. I took my uh, HJ out there, um, just got it back on the road recently and got it out there. And um, no, and we had a dinner and we had uh, Leo Pruno was the guest speaker, the guy that um, Mm. was the big designer for uh, Holden back in the... 70s and 80s and uh he was really told a really good story and dropped a couple of um um f-bombs and (laughs) (laughs) as you do when you've got a closed audience tell us a bit about leo i mean what's what's his background he's i know he's he was responsible for some of the greatest designs in 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 motoring history right but what's his background well he well he comes from um america or canada or somewhere over there and um (laughs) (laughs) over there (laughs) yeah and 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 he was sent out to here by by General Motors to um, sort of uh, head up the uh, design team. And, um, you know, um, he did all the Sandman graphics and the GDS stuff and got the and got the uh, last um, um, LE up and running. Yeah, now that LE, I saw somewhere that they had the biggest turnout of LEs. Now, if folks, if you don't know about the LEs, Bobby's going to tell us about it because he's a bit of a passion for him. They had the, like the Pontiac honeycomb wheels on them and they were all one colour. They were like that maroon colour, but they were basically like a luxury pack uh, built into a Monaro body Coop, yeah. and into a coupe, right? But yeah. they like had the velour suits. Bobby, tell us about it, man. Yeah, I used to own a, an LE. I'm sure you Harry. did, Bobby. You, <laughs> owned, you owned a couple of things, mate. Yeah, but it was basically a Statesman Caprice two door, uh, and with a little bit with Leo. Like uh, he was uh, told by GMH that we've got five hundred and five hundred and eighty odd HK coupe bodies lying around. Uh, build us something cheap so we could get rid of them quite quickly. Mm. Uh, well, he did the opposite. Instead of making something quite cheap and and low priced, he's gone the other way and made a Statesman Caprice type two yeah. door. His immediate manager was upset with him. <laughs> I can imagine. But then when Bit of a uh, budget, eh? Yes, but when the CEO saw it, he loved it mm. and said, "Build it." And, and that's how that's how it came about. But a great cruise. Great cruising car. Because in their day, right, they were the Duck Scuts. They had the eight-track recorder. Is that right? They had the eight-track, original eight-track recorder. They had air conditioning, steering. They had those beautiful honeycomb wheels, which were, I think, sourced out of the GM, uh, GM oh, parts. Oh, they were the Pontiac wheels. Pontiac wheels, yeah, the gold, with the gold inserts. And they had that beautiful pinstriping with the LE signature. Now, was that was that, was that that like a, a sticker or was that actually painted on the cars? I don't, I'm not quite sure. They were painted. They were painted, they were painted on, uh, physically painted yeah, on. Yeah, and like there was a, a, a specific stencil that, yeah. that you got and then obviously – 
the the stripes were, were painted on by the by the stencil. Um, I think uh, the car would have cost over eleven thousand dollars back in nineteen seventy six. When you could probably buy a house for not much more than that, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, probably double or something. Yeah, no, beautiful thing. They were a really, really nice thing. So the HKs, they had all sorts out there, I'd imagine. Oh, yeah, there was a really HK concourse, um, bright blue metallic, uh, 327 was mm. out there. It, um, it was a bit of a show car. Yeah, right. He took it away, but it was a great-looking car, and uh, and there were some great survivors and yeah. um, you know, and a couple of really good um, – HQs was actually the really big feature. One. Yeah, feature, yeah. mate. HQs was a really – Top class. My favourite's always been the HT. I don't know why. HG, they sort of went with the Sidewinder stripe. HK, whilst it competed in Bathurst, it was the only one amongst them that competed in the Bathurst of the early Monaros, or any of the Monaros, right? Um, I just liked that HT. It was tough. had that stripe over the bonnet and had the gills and it just, you know. I, very it, macho. Yeah, very macho. Very it was macho. It really, it went, you know, when we were uh, we were kids, my man was looking to buy one back in the day, you know, and uh, it was the green thing with the gold stripes. They were fantastic old buses. They were really, really nice. But, um, yeah, you had, what did you have, a 420, a th- sorry, a 327? Uh, no, no, no. I had a HT 350, 350 in, right. in uh, Monaco Maroon with gold stripes, which was a very rare colour scheme. Fantastic. Oh, well, we can sit here and talk Monaros forever and day, but we're not going to because when we get back, we're going to talk to uh, Phil Harrison. He's going to tell us all about the Australian Muscle Car Master, which is coming up. I'm Harry Christian. Uh, Muscle Car Radio is brought to you by Muscle Car Sales. We'll be back after this short break. Do you want to know the secret to having lean, powerful muscle? There is no secret. You have to push it. Push it real good. It's easier than that, big guy. Just go to musclecarsales.com.au. Looking for a supercharged XC Falcon Cobra, a tricked-out GTS Monaro, or even some American muscle? Musclecarsales.com.au But Austrian muscle is the best! Hey Arnold. Yeah, what? Get back to your chopper, mate. Musclecarsales.com.au Real muscle. Welcome back to Muscle Car Radios. I'm your host, Harry Christian, brought to you by Muscle Car Sales. I've got Bob and Steve here. And on the phone today, we've got Phil Harrison. Phil is uh, responsible for the organising, and he's got a big job uh, on his hands, the Australian Muscle Car Masters that's happening out at uh, Eastern Creek this weekend. Phil, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, Harry. Thank you. Yeah, that's the way. Look, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you know yourself and, and, and what it is that you do, because uh, uh, I know you're also available, uh, you're also uh, uh, involved with the uh, the racing authority but uh you know we want to talk about the muscle car masters and what people can expect out on the weekend because it uh, as always it's going to be an action-packed show with plenty on so uh over to you yeah well basically it's a, a retro race meeting for uh tin tops for want of a better term it's now in its 12th year and we run it once a year previously it's been on father's day but we've moved it away from father's day to uh please some of the dads that couldn't stay long enough because they had to get home to their yeah. their mothers and their sons and daughters and whatever. Um, and the V8 race at Eastern Creek was a bit close to it too. So it's on this weekend uh, at Sydney Motorsport Park, the 12th running of it. And um, V8 sort of uh, rain there, just like uh, they do now. It mm. goes, parks back to the Bathurst days with Group C and Group A cars, plenty of Appendix J uh, tin tops, um, the Trans Am uh, group from Queensland are coming down with their sort of Trans Am tribute cars. Um, the Kumo V8s are running as well, so it's a it's a good program. Plus production sports cars with um, <clears throat> Shelby Mustangs and 
all that sort of Porsches and Fantastic. sports cars from the 70s. So it's a, a real yeah. walk down memory pit lane. Brilliant. Yeah, you're getting me all excited there, mate. You start talking Shelbys and old tin tops and whatever. Sounds fantastic. And apart from that, of course, there's plenty of uh, plenty of uh, stuff on display. I understand uh, every year we get the different car clubs out there, and, and uh, this year won't be any different, right? We're going to get uh, we, the punters are going to get uh, to see the cars up close. Yeah, there's four or five hundred uh, road road muscle cars on display up on the spectator area along Pitt Strait. So um, you know, there's plenty of car candy up there, and they're virtually all muscle cars. Apart from this year, we're uh, saluting saluting minis because uh, we've got Rano Alton and, and Bob Holden who uh, won the Bathurst 500 many years ago. They'll be our special guests, and uh, as we salute the mini Morris Cooper S. Which in us today was a muscle car because uh, please use them as pursuit cars. Phil Bob here. Um, are you celebrating uh, any particular model this year, um, anniversary of uh, 20, 30, 40 odd years? Uh, well, yeah, as I say, we're saluting the, uh, the Morris Cooper S, uh, and there'll be a big A9X uh, contingent there as well. The A9X Nationals are on this weekend, and they're incorporating the Muscle Car Masters in their activities. Oh, fantastic. That sounds great. That's great. Cooper yeah. S, that's about as old as me, Bob. I bet you they're in better condition than I am, though, those things that they're going to be on display out there on the weekend. <laughs> they, they seem to be smaller these days than they were when I could sit in one. Yeah, that's exactly right. I don't know about that steering wheel. We'll have to shift it sideways a bit. The old bellies are getting in the way just quietly. I think I'll stick to the old Falcons and Mustangs. So, Phil, um, there's plenty of stuff for the kids too, right? There are always displays. There are always uh, a bit of merchandise that people can get into, yeah. and it's just a good all-round fun day, right? Yeah, good lineup of uh, trade exhibits uh, at the back of the grandstand, and we also have plenty of legends from the the sixties, seventies, and eighties attending, including Moffat, Bond, Bright, Goss, Bartlett, Fred Gibson, John French, Um, and another interesting thing, which is a bit sort of uh, sidetracking from what you guys are pretty much into. Um, a guy by the name of Chris Lambden has created a modern Formula 5000 that he's hoping to get up as a category, and it's making its first public appearance and doing some demonstration laps. So wow. if you enjoyed Formula 5000s from days gone by, you'll enjoy having a look at this new generation Formula 5000. You'll sound yeah. good, I know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stephen here. Um, yeah, at uh, Formula 5000, mate, they were big in their day, very, very big. Um, what number of um, A9Xs do you think you might get on the weekend? Have you got any idea? Uh, well, we've certainly got plenty in the track parade. There's, there'll be at least 20 in the in the track parade, but I don't know how many we'll have up on the hill, but there'll be plenty of them there. And uh, no, no um, <clears throat> I'm sure there'll be plenty of pretend A9Xs, but they still all look good. <laughs> yeah, apparently they made 99 coupes and uh, in the inner western suburbs of Sydney there are about 300 of them, <laughs> yes. so they're all circulating. But no, look, tribute cars are as welcome as they are the originals. Uh, you know, it's it's all part and parcel of keeping keeping the whole scene alive and uh, you've got to respect them, whether they're tribute cars or the originals, which are obviously very valuable commodities in this day and age. But um, it's, it's going to be a fun day and it's going to be great for all to come out and see. Uh, look, get out there. Muscle Car Masters, the Australian Muscle Car Masters for 2016, 29th and 30th of October. Thank you, Phil, very much for your time. We really appreciate you coming on and telling us all about it. We'll certainly be there, and I hope uh, we can uh, we can get together and have a bit of a chinwag. Yeah, no, that's great. Thanks, guys. 
Welcome back to Muscle Car Radio. I'm Harry Christian. I've got my man Bobby here and Stephen. We have a very special guest uh, on the phone. He is going to be racing out on the weekend. We've just been on the phone to Phil Harrison. He's told us all about the Australian Muscle Car Masters. He mentioned all about the, you know, he talked to us about the racing. One of the guys that's going to be out there running his Mustang, and I think he's GT, he's going to tell us all about it in anger, is a guy called Brad Tilly. Now, if you don't know Brad Tilly, he and his brother, they've been on the northern beaches of Sydney. If you've ever wanted to take a Valiant engine or anything associated with Mopar or anything for that matter and extract as much horsepower out of it as possible, he's your man. They're second generation of a business that uh, talks high performance. They race. They've been in the scene for a long, long time. If you don't know Brad Tilly and his brother, you probably haven't been around the scene. Brad, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm great, thanks. How are you? Yeah, real well, mate. I um. I tell you what, I've got these two over here talking Monaro's boring the shit out of me forever in a day. I, I just want to get, I just want to get back into talking a little bit about a Mustang and or, or, or a GT or whatever. These Monaro blokes, fair income, two door Kings Awards, they're driving me nuts, mate. <laughs> I've got to be talking to your brother very shortly in a couple of weeks about his pacer, which I really, really love, but that's a different, uh, story. Tell us a little bit about Group NC and what you're going to be doing on the weekend, mate, and, uh, what you're going to be racing. Um, yeah, well, well, um, Group NC is probably really where we started, originally called Appendix J. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's moved on now and now called Historic Touring Cars. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we were involved in that. And then I moved on to Touring Car Masters, which was the green XY that I run. Um, and now I've purchased an ex-customer of mine, 66 Mustang, to run in the Historic Touring Cars again. Um, and I share the car with my son. And it's, yeah, it's been really successful for two years, actually. So Fantastic. it's been great. So when you say your son, is he involved in on the racing side of things? Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. He's just starting out now, so he's done a few regularity events. Which so we share the car at historic events. Oh, fantastic! Uh, so I'll do the NC race, and he'll do the regularity. It's hard on the car, though. It's um, yeah, the whole thing hardly turns off for three days. <laughs> oh, mate, if anything can uh, get through it, it says uh, I'd imagine it's running an old little Windsor. Is that right? Is that what they run, or well, what in particular uh, are you running in the uh, in the Mustang? Yeah, we run a um, two eighty nine Windsor with mm-hmm. uh, four fifty mil side draft Webers on it. Fantastic. Yeah, I love him. I mean, I'm a big fan, as you know. Bobby, he's got his hand up here. I've got Bobby Lacerdo. He wants to ask you a question. He's just frothing at the mouth. When he hears, when he hears racing circuits, Bobby goes all funny. I've got to, I've got to sedate him. <laughs> Hi, Brad. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you. I was just going to ask you, with uh, with your this type of racing, uh, what, what are the limitations in what you can do to, to the engines or, or to the cars? Are you limited in any way as far as extracting horsepower, um, or can you go as wild as you can? as you can um well we we can't alter the stroke and we're only allowed to bore the engine 60 thou over um we've got to use a particular cylinder head that was approved for the car and a block that was approved for the car um other than that you know you can run your roller cam and your compression is free um fuel wise you can use pump fuel avgas or e85 um, and you have the option to run four barrel or Webers. So yeah, it is fairly open really for the, for the age of the cars. And we do make a lot of power out of them. So what horsepower would you be making? Um, we're usually out of the 289s. We make about 540. Wow. Yep. Um, in the Webbed version, we don't quite make as much top end power, but we make a lot of torque out of them. So, you know, it's a bit of a preference either way, whichever way you prefer to go. I've been using the Webbers, but I'm just going to about to try the Holly again on it now. It's sort of. Fantastic. See how it goes again. Either way, on song, there's nothing like them. They sound absolutely gorgeous. Fantastic. Yeah, Stephen, what's happening, mate? Uh, Brad, uh, Stephen Shorty, mate, how are you? Um, what yeah. about brakes and things like that? Uh, are you allowed to upgrade them a fair bit? Yeah, we can upgrade the brakes. We have to stay with the same diameter 
um, as originally supplied from the manufacturer. The width of the rotor is fairly free and you can use um, any brake caliper from within the period of the car that you're racing. So a lot of the Ford stuff, we actually do a lot of brake kits here for the XYs and a lot of Mustangs that are running in historic touring cars. And we use a Lincoln, Ford Lincoln um, four-spot Kelsey Hayes brake caliper. Now, I, uh, I'm familiar with that, right? Because that was part of the, the original Boss program, right? So the Boss yeah. Mustangs, when they wanted to upgrade them, the dealers back in the day had a uh, had a uh, suggestion to punters where they could use the Lincoln calipers if they wanted to get more braking out of their Boss Mustangs and get them race ready. Is that the same sort of thing you're talking about? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yep, yep. So we do a brake kit people can buy off the shelf to fit their historic touring car um, with a 30 mil rotor, directional vane rotor, that, that particular caliper and the caliper bracket, the whole thing ready to bolt straight on the car. Oh, excellent. Um, uh, Stephen yeah. here again, Brad. Uh, what about uh, what's what's left in the Tilly garage of racing uh, Valiants, <laughs> mate, that uh, yeah. have been around for decades? Yeah, um, we've got the old S-Series Valiant that we originally raced, the old push-button car. That's over in Adelaide in a museum. Um, Cameron's got the, obviously got the blue um, Pacer for TCM. That's still going well. You boys seen this thing, and the Pacer? Sorry to cut you off there, Brad. Have you seen the Pacer? No, yeah. I haven't. Oh, no, you got to no, see it. We'll post a photo on the. We'll post a photo on on Facebook and, and and punters get onto Facebook too if you want to get on the show. By the way, sorry to uh, interrupt there, Brad. Make uh, give us an introduction on Facebook and let us know who you are. And if uh, give us a photo of your, your ride and we'll get you we'll get you onto the show. But yeah, that pace is phenomenal. These boys have had some cars. Now you had a Barracuda as well, wasn't there? An old Barracuda sometime you guys used to race, uh, Brad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we used to race a um, '64 Barracuda. We've still got the car actually. Um, but it, we've we've put it on historic rego now, so just use it for car shows and get out, give it a bit of a hiding, and then put it away again. Yeah, you got to drive them like a style, mate. There's no doubt about it. So t- t- tell tell me this, mate. Now uh, you've been working flat out, moving into the weekend, and I spoke to you earlier before the show, and you said to me, "Look, Harry, I'm on the dyno. I've got customers' cars in here. I'm preparing them for Sunday and uh, for Saturday and Sunday, and I'm flat out, blah blah blah." Um, your business, uh, it's always fascinated me. You guys, as I say, have have extracted the most horsepower I've ever seen out of the you know those inline Hemi sixes that uh, Australia was famous for building in the the charges and the 245s, the 265s. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your business and what it is that you and your brother do and, uh, and what you're involved in. Um, well, yeah, we do a lot of car building and preparation, um, and we also do track support and a bit of driver training as well. So, yeah, and, and it varies, you know. We have so much variation of different race cars. Like at the moment, for this weekend, I have a, the ex-Dick Johnson um, Group A Mustang. Wow. I've got that workshop we're preparing that for the weekend um a genuine shelby group s race car um we've got my own 66 mustang we've got a 64 mustang historic touring car a vh charger which races in historic touring cars as well um so yeah it's pretty well that's where we always wanted to take the business more to the racing side of things i I really don't have an, an interest in new model cars anymore so that's sort of we wanted to go to the muscle car way and the and the race cars um, and we can build the car, you know, like you drive in an old run-down, worn-out Valiant or Mustang or whatever, and we can turn it into a race-winning car all within the one workshop. So, yeah. uh, Brad, uh, Rob here, that, that's, that's, that was my next question, uh, restoration work. Uh, if someone had a, a, a tied uh, Valiant Pacer, for example, would you be able to restore it to how it left the factory back in 1969, 70? Yeah, 
certainly. Yeah, we do a lot of a lot of restoration. Although they yep. they would add a few herbs and spices, I'd imagine the Tillys don't restore them back to original. Mate. They try to inject a little bit more uh, herbs and spices, a bit more wheat bix, right? And where is the business, Brad? Tell us tell us where you guys are and where people can find you. Uh, we're down in Sydney Road in Brookvale, right in the heart of the industrial area. Um, we have the workshop. We have uh, three workshops in a row. One workshop is where I do the engines and the dynoing and a lot of the mechanical preparation. And then yeah. next door, my brother Cameron runs the paint shop and the panel beating. Right. And then we've got a storage factory where we keep a lot of the race car parts and all that stuff. Beautiful. And we also operate our business, uh, Tilly Racing products. Mm-hmm. And it's a revolution branch as well, revolution race gear branch as well. So. Wonderful. Now, you say Brookvale, you're not a Manly fan, mate. Surely you must be a Rooster supporter. No, no, mate. Come on, mate. What are you doing to me? Manly all the way, mate. Oh, I'm a diehard. He's my man. He's, oh, my he's man. your man. He's, he's yeah, my Bobby's man. in a manly support. I don't know. I don't know why. I've been trying to convert him. I'm a diehard rooster. I can't seem to get any traction. Anyway, uh, Brad, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to uh, see you out on Sunday, mate, and uh, we'll catch up. And uh, you're going to be busy anyway. But if I pop my head in and say good day, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks for the insight, mate. That's been a, a wonderful amount of information. You're listening to a Muscle Car Radio. I'm your host, Harry Christian. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back to Muscle Car Radio. Boys, what a fantastic interview. Great insight into the Group NC Racing. It's good money, uh, Brad. I really enjoyed that. What do you reckon, Bob? Oh, he was, it was very interesting, Harry. And um, and just let me tell you, Harry, he, he, he mentioned the pacer. And mm. um, you think I'm a, a holder nutter. Uh, let me tell you, my very first uh, muscle car experience was uh, <laughs> experience. back in 1969. <laughs> um the family went down to, to Melbourne to visit my uncle. Yeah. And, and in 1969, he had a brand spanking new uh, red uh, VF Pacer oh, 225. you kidding me. What? Yeah. That, 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 that name was Little Red Riding Hood or Correct. Riding Hood Red or something. It was like a yeah, Little Red the, Riding yeah, Hood. They yeah, they had the weirdest names. And then, and then the other Pacer they had, the blue one, was the Tharshi Blue. Uh, fantastic. So my old man, his first car, and what I learned to drive, and I've mentioned this a few times, was an Isis Yellow. VF Valiant Pacer. They were great. You couldn't kill them with an axe, mate. They were just tanks. Well, there Absolutely you go. gorgeous. We have something in common. So, so, so not a Holden originally. You were a Valiant man. So where, where, where did you become corrupted along the way, mate? Where did this Holden thing happen? <laughs> well, uh, let me tell you, that, that, that weekend at my uncle's, he took me for a spin in, 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 in the Pacer. And uh, it was just me and him and Dad. And uh, he showed off a bit. He did the wheel spin and... Um, got uh, pulled over by the police and, and fined. Um, <laughs> so he, he said to me, oh, don't mention anything to, to, to your, mum. Your auntie, yeah. To mum. And as a six-year-old, I had to go back and, and tell somebody. So I said to him, oh, uncle, you know, spun the wheel, smoke everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> police. So mum was very impressed with her brother. Um, <laughs> but that was my very first uh, muscle car experience, Harry. There you go. Very good. What about you, Steve? What's yours, mate? Actually, before you get onto that, you, you were telling me before, you've got you've got a little business you're running where you hire cars out to, or you, you rent cars, or you do something to movie sets. Is that right? Or more popular movies and yeah. movie sets? Yeah. yeah, well, I do work in the film industry. Um, the latest show I started yesterday is um, Janet King Series 3, which mm-hmm. is for the ABC, yeah. which we, um, we shoot for the next three months. Um, we haven't started shooting yet, but yeah, I'd, um, I work, I'd done work on, um, Clever, a show called Clever Man recently and, um, here come the, um, Habibs. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, of course. (laughs) Here come the Habibs. Did you supply the cab? 
I, there's a uh, there's a company out there, a film car company that's got a few of those yeah, right. cars, uh, yeah. police cars, ambulances, taxis, which you can hire off them, you know. Okay. But yeah, I do my own thing a bit, but I'm working uh, full time on Janet King and. Yeah, we've done um, a show called uh, Hide and Seek, uh, which is on telly at the moment. Oh, police show, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Robbie actually helped me a bit on that show. Mm. So, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, so that was a bit of fun for us both and uh, pretty long hours sometimes. But Jeez, uh, boys, you're yeah. fair thinking rock stars. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe it. I'm in, the, I'm, in, I'm in the company of royalty here. What's going on? But, hey, uh, Hollywood, here we come. But my first um, muscle car experience, I probably um, created myself. I, my family wasn't really. They just drove... Um, FE and FB Holdens and yeah. HD Holdens and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I bought a 186S Monaro HK, four-speed Opal, nice. hotted it up, you know, um, Holly 500, stage you know, five head and all that sort of hot stuff. Hot dog? Did it have the hot dog on it? Oh, it had the really sporty sideway muffler, mate, that the, <laughs> uh, that the HKs had. And, and that thing, you know, went pretty hard, you know. Yeah. And I did blow it up once. I was dragging a guy in Wollongong and he was beating me in an HR, so I pulled seven grand instead of six and a half and... And I blew the top off number five piston. So. Pop goes the weasel. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of the old Castle Road days. We seem to have well, a slight electrical problem. I've been there a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. I've been there a couple of what times. What was that car racing one time? I think uh, with the commentator, we seem to have a slight electrical problem. The Conrad has gone the... through the starter motor. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that was a common uh, comment back in yeah. those days. Yeah, but Castle Ray, yeah, I went out there with two or three different cars over the years before it closed. Yeah, beautiful. So, yeah, so a couple yeah. of uh, Monaros, yep. And then they were selling the tarmac. When they closed it all down, people were ripping up the tarmac and taking a little bit of a memento back in the day. Yeah, memories, here we go. Anyway, speaking of memories, when we get back after the break, we're going to be talking to my man, Glenn Jennings. Glenn runs the Lost in the 50s Car Museum up in Newcastle. Boys, you've got to see this place. I'm not going to silly Sunday. He'll tell you all about it, but it is a sight to behold. You've got it's to get great. up there. I've yeah. been there. It's Have you been there? Place, it's yeah. awesome. Anyway, Muscle Car Radius, Harry, I've got Bob, I've got Steve. When we get back, we're going to be talking to Glenn. Welcome back to Muscle Car Radio. I'm Harry Christian. I have a very special guest on the phone, a fellow that uh, every time I go up to meet him and see him up in his place called Lost in the 50s Museum up in Newcastle Way, he'll tell you all about it, but every time I go up there, I'm lighter in the pocket. He's got some amazing machines, some absolutely beautiful cars, the most gorgeous collection of memorabilia, unlike anything you've ever seen. If you've never had the opportunity to go up there, take the time. It's called Lost in the 50s. I'll give you some details. We'll post some stuff on our Facebook page. His name's Glenn Jennings, welcome to the show. Glenn, how are you, mate? Good, Harry. Thanks for having me on, mate. No, absolute pleasure. Now, mate, the most extraordinary cars, some unbelievable stuff that uh, you, you think jet age and just some gorgeous old 50s things. Back in the day when metal was metal and cars were real, and uh, they come and go and you've got the most extraordinary collection. I understand you've just been over the States and you've just uh, picked up a few new bits and pieces. Tell us a little bit about um, the trip and, and what you've been up to, mate. Well, look, uh, it's 30 years of collecting for me. It's a, a very passionate hobby that has been with me most of my life. And everything to uh, Americana for that 50s and 60s era, anything's open for me to have a look at. And you, you guys that have been up and had a look, it's uh, for me, it's a, an era that's long gone that we'll never, ever see again. So I'm just very honoured and very proud to be able to put a big piece of that uh, that time frame and that time capsule on display mm. for people to see. So I go back and forth to the United States three, four times a year. I just got back on Thursday. Um, had a great trip. We actually filmed the entire trip, Harry, so that'll be fun to look back at. And no oh. doubt we'll post that up on the social media eventually. It yeah. gives people a bit of an insight as to what we do at the museum, how we go over, find them, you know, pick around the place, get the memorabilia, buy the cars, go to the auction houses, all the fun things that 
that we do. So it's all on film this time. So once that's done and dusted, oh, it'll you'll be a good giggle, I'm sure. Definitely share it with us, mate, for sure. Now, the, the site itself, very interesting. When I come up there, and, and boys, you know, I've got Rob and, and Stephen, they're chomping at the bit to ask some questions because they've seen some of the cars. I think Steve's been sure. up there. But last time I was up there, I uh, managed to... Uh, Pry out of your hands that beautiful old 65 Galaxy, which is an unbelievable car. Thank you very much. <laughs> Gorgeous whole thing. But you, the site, tell us a little bit about the site because it's actually quite impressive. Boys, he's got memorabilia everywhere. He's got cars outside, buses, trucks from the era, all original, some restored, and then you've got the stuff inside. You've got to see the old Batmobiles, old, you know, cast cars, as well as the classic Oldsmobiles, the Chevrolets. And what, tell us a little bit about the site, mate. It was an old an old brewery or something like that? Is that what it you was, was, mate? Yeah, it was an, it was an old brewery. That, uh, that was left abandoned when it was bought out by some multinationals who moved it elsewhere and left the building in a very sad state of repair. And we were lucky enough to get our hands on it. Mm-hmm. It took us two years to retrofit it in, in preparation for bringing the cars in. There's about uh, approximately 10,000 memorabilia pieces on display. <laughs> and we have around about 65 cars inside. Uh, but it's not just cars, as you know. There's, there's buses, there's trams, there's uh, motorbikes, bicycles. There's literally a bit for everyone, and then for the ladies and the, and those that aren't necessarily car aligned, you can come in and spend the day in a fifties kitchen. You can watch uh, the fifties TV shows up on the big screen in our lazy room. Fantastic. There's literally thousands of tin toys from the era for the kids to look at. There's an Elvis Presley display. There's a, Bob, a Buddy Holly display. I mean, we try and give everyone. I always set out from word go that whilst I'm a passionate car collector and I have. 100 cars in my collection, it wasn't just about the cars. It was trying to capture an experience when you walked in the door of how it would have felt to be in America in its heyday in the 50s and 60s. The era. Yeah, great era. Glenn, Bobby here. Um, I haven't, hey, Bobby. I haven't been fortunate enough to, to be um, there, but um, we'll get you up there, I'll look, Don't worry. look forward to come. Um, tell me what type of cars you have in that 65 uh, car collection there. Now, right now, if you were to come up to the museum on the weekend, there, you would be you would see every well, I shouldn't say every. You would see most of the American manufacturers have a representation in the museum. So you're going to find everything from a Lincoln Zephyr through to, as Harry said, the, the Batmobile, the the DeLorean, one of the eleven DeLorean movie cars is there. Um, Eleanor lost in the fifties is there. But you're also going to what we call the Great Hall, which houses about forty five of the big, original, unrestored, factory, unmodified, exactly how they would have been on the showroom floor, all of the cars from the 50s right through until uh, early 70s. So while it's called Lost in the 50s, that's the theme line of it, but it really is a a picture of all of the American models and all of the American manufacturers for that era uh, when when anything goes. I mean, if you take... A, a perfect example, 1958 for me is the penultimate year of chrome and bling, and we have some of the most beautiful 58s ever built on display. Mm. And they are, they're really, uh, boys, and you've got to see these cars, they're in perfect condition. Some of the most amazing colours, chrome as uh, as far as the eye can see, and maintained meticulously, and surrounded by memorabilia. So where the cars sit, the memorabilia hangs above them, you've got the toys, all in impeccable condition. Uh, you've probably been asked this a hundred times, if you could pick one, if if tomorrow you were granted just one car, Glenn, take away, yep. you know, you're fortunate enough and, you know, you've you, you've done well and you're successful in your, you know, in your pursuits and whatever, so you have this amazing collection and uh, you know you've been blessed but if you can only have one which one would it be mate is there an answer to that question it's a very difficult one to answer but i most likely would come down between two um 
right now, the, the, Harry, the, the green 1958 Pontiac Bonneville uh, coupe that sits on the centre line oh, yeah. is, is a car that's very hard to go by. It took me 11 years to buy that car, um, of pursuing the old gentleman that owned it who was a retired Ford dealer in San Francisco, mm-hmm. one of his four beautiful cars that I was lucky enough to get. But one that you don't see at the museum, Harry, that, I, that would be very difficult for me to let go is I have one of two 1940 Cadillac Fleetwood stretch limos that was built for the Hershey Chocolate Company. Oh, okay. And wow. both my daughters have been married in it. And my youngest daughter will be married in it. So Fantastic. A lot of sentimental value. Yeah. And very difficult to let that one go too. I can imagine. Now, people can come up and have a look at the cars. Obviously, you have open days. The next one is November the 5th. I think that's November the 5th. We're talking uh, two... HTT Legends. Two, it's HTT Legends, but we've also got November the 5th. So that's the Hunter Elvis Festival Sunday. That's a Saturday. The Saturday. November the 5th is a Saturday. And, yeah, look, we're into the third year of the Hunter Elvis Festival, which is a great local event. Um, and we're fortunate that the Elvis Festival in its entirety moves to the Lost in the 50s Museum on Saturday the 5th, and then we have the big, huge uh, Elvis Show and Shine on Sunday the 6th at Spears Point Park. Fantastic. So if anybody wants to come up and have a look, we'd love to see you. We only open the museum once a month for people to come and have a look, uh, and you do have to book, and it's limited to tickets. We only, we only sell 300 tickets because, again, it's a personal choice based on the fact that it's all about us giving you an experience where when you come into the museum, you... Uh, you won't be overcrowded. You'll get to see everything. You'll get to experience it exactly how I planned you would, and we do that by limiting the numbers. So the only way you can get in the door, you have to ring and make a booking. Wonderful. And if your name's not on that list and you're not booked in, you don't get in. You yeah. don't get past security okay. at the top gate. So lost in the 50s, or they can come and yep. find you on Facebook. You're available on Facebook, and you've got the website, of course, lostinthe50s.com.au, and uh, yep. then ring up, let one of the girls know you're coming up, book in, and off yep. you go. That's it. It's very simple, and uh, we've been going now, just going on four years. Uh, it sells out every month, and very proud to say not one complaint. Everybody just loves the place, Harry. Yeah, As fantastic. You did, oh, mate, you, I... you, did steal, you did steal from me one of my... Yeah, stole, yeah, my, my, of course. Uh, galaxy, yeah, tell that, tell that, tell that to the... the uh, galaxy I've ever laid eyes on. <laughs> tell that to the financial director. I well and truly stole it. Yeah, <laughs> didn't I hear some? But what a car. You won't replace a car like that. Look, now I apologise. Bobby got a bit excited. You know how Bobby's, he's a bit of a HDT man. He tells me he's a valiant bloke, but he's a HDT man. I mentioned Saturday, the November the 5th. First thing that goes to mind for him is the HDT Legends Day. I'm trying to promote... The Lost in the 50s Open Day, and you're telling me about the ACT Legends Day. Fair dinkum, Bobby. I'm going to come back to you. But, mate, it's an absolute pleasure. People can go on your website. They can have a look. Uh, they can go to Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I have been involved in the car scene for many, many years. Muscle cars, classic cars, whatever, English cars, sports cars, American cars. I love them all, and they all have their purpose. They all, you know, have a place in my heart. But to go up and see this place, boys, it's a, it's special, because it's not just about the cars. You know, some places you go to the cars, and there's like rows and rows of cars, and that's all you see. Here, you get to see Marilyn, you get to see Elvis, you get to see the bar, the milkshakes. Uh, it's a real experience. He's actually got an old Woody, one of the old boats. You know, the old 50s boat things? Yeah. You know, those, um, I, I don't know too much about it, but it's an equivalent of a Cadillac in a boat, right? You've got to see this thing. It's a work of art. Just the woodwork is phenomenal. Um, get up there, have a look at it. Some old, uh, some old movie cars like the Batmobile and whatever. But yeah, a real experience. Lost in the fifties. Steve, did you want to ask Glenn something? You were oh, no, I just wanted to comment that it's um, uh, Stephen here, Glenn. It's um, it's a great, great place. Great. I've been up there a couple of times with car clubs. Uh, obviously, car clubs book in and uh, yeah, they and, do. Yeah, yep. and we all come in and yeah, it's just the feel of the place with the memorabilia as. 
as um, everyone has said, it's not just the cars. It's the whole theme of the joint. You know, it's just um, with all the, okay. you know, you've got all that 50s diner type feel about it and uh, and all the special cars in the main thing, you know. and It's the Fonz, yeah, mate. It's the yeah. Fonz. Hey. Well, yeah, well, you've nailed it, Harry. That was the short when someone says to me, try to explain the museum simply to those, I say, Picture happy days. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's right. You know. These days are happy and that's days. That's about it, mate. And, and and the car clubs play an integral part. They I'm, do. I'm big on. I'm very big on pushing the the, the hobby and getting more yeah. and more people bums on seats to get out and drive these old cars. That's my passion. Good on you. That's what keeps me going. And the car clubs come up and. We have a ball with them. We just love it. It's just Beautiful. a great place to hang out. They take us back to a simpler time, mate, when things weren't as complicated. Glenn, it's been an absolute pleasure. We're going to catch up on the weekend anyway. Love talking to you. Always love uh, catching up with you. Thanks very much for taking the time, ladies and gentlemen. That's Glenn Jennings from Lost in the 50s. I'm Harry Christian, Muscle Car Radius. We'll be back after the break. Oh, welcome back, boys. What a show. I'm exhausted. Fantastic. I really enjoyed this week's show. I tell you, it was fantastic. I really uh, enjoyed talking to Brad. The insights into that Group NC racing and, and Glenn lost in the fifties, fantastic! Oh, I loved it, Bobby. Yeah, I, I've I've never been to the lost in the in oh, the fifties. I've got to get up there. Steve has. Oh yeah, I have, and it's great. And make sure you get there um um early because parking's a bit of a premium sometimes. Absolutely, and don't yeah, forget, great. don't forget this week we've got the Muscle Car Masters. Phil told us all about that. We've got Muscle Car Masters. We've got bloody uh, you know what do we tell you? We HTT uh, Legends the following HCT weekend. Legends the next weekend. Oh, Bobby, you had to get that one in again. Do you fair income? You and your bloody HTTs. Good on you, mate. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. I'm not just Monaro, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you've been uh, listening to Muscle Car Radio. I'm your host Harry Christian. Brought to you by Muscle Car Sales. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> 